Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> Mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and go to places that make me feel good and things that about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know? When you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things you know, to your kids, or you're, you're not paying your child support, or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. today. I mean, we've all been stuck in the house for the last more than 30 days, really six weeks, with it being freezing cold up here in the Northeast. So I didn't do a church show, because I'm going to rewind y'all all the way back, because remember, Tell the Truth Tuesday is about my bullshit that I deal with through the week, and it's just my drink, because I haven't been telling y'all what I was drinking lately. Mm. We have just reverted to vodka, water, and a lemon. And I got that from my good niece, Brittany, in L.A., which congratulations to her and her partners. They launched um, a company called Buoyant Journey. They make uh, handcrafted, I think it's uh, N98 mask, not the N95, but the N98. She she is an ICU nurse out on the West Coast. She's on the front lines. She designed this mask that actually went on sale at Sneakertopia, so shout out to Brittany and the gang out there on the West Coast, my babes. And um, she is definitely doing the damn thing. I actually purchased one because it's not enough for me to just say I support. I actually financially supported a lot of small businesses, women businesses, black-owned businesses, local businesses this month with shit that I probably didn't need. You know, the Amazon loves me and um just trying to put some money in other people's pockets because I've been blessed during this time to really not need or want for anything at all. So my week started out, so we go last Tuesday, you know, pretty chill. Went on a couple of walks, freezing cold with my brother. 
and one of my brothers because I have several, and um, it just felt good, you know, to be back there, to be outside and, you know, letting the sun hit your face even though it was only like 35 degrees here. So I have a new office space. It's where I handle my business where the last book will be completed. Y'all know that I'm actually partial to writing in abandoned spaces or spaces that don't have furniture because the energy that I'm releasing is typically anger, so we don't, me personally, I feel like anger absorbs into things. So I always used to try to write, like, whether it's outdoors so that those feelings and that energy and that vibration can be released and I don't have to think about it again. So I was at my little studio, we'll call it, and I had to get a copy of my book back. It was the last copy that I put out with this particular cover on it because the new cover was put on Staniel Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle. The new cover that you see me with the suit jacket and the tetas out and the, you know, coochie print and shit, that book cover was for the five-year anniversary. So I kept, I don't, contrary to popular belief, I don't keep copies of my books. It's not like I ride around with them in my trunk like Master P did his CDs and shit and like Nip did his. I just, you know, if I want some, I order them up, and I do giveaways or things like that. So to date, I've given away just as many books as I've sold, but remember, there's always a profit anyway. So I started reading excerpts of my book because I came across somebody. I'm in in a real thankful space, you know, this year, and I'm starting to learn that there was a message in all these messes that I put myself into or that I was into. So I ran across somebody that I knew from my past. And when I saw this person, I specifically said that I knew him, right? So my girlfriend is reading excerpts of the book because also, to contrary belief, I don't read my books. I am not a psychopomp. I don't need to go back and relive pain, right, because that's what my books are. They're pain because they're nonfiction. So I go back. I get the copy of the book from my girlfriend, and I let her read it. And I read these excerpts, and I'm fucking cringing. I was so fucking angry in 2013. And the book was actually released two months before my mom passed. So I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm in this space where I'm getting ready to write my book. My desk is, well, not getting ready to, getting ready to finish it, which could take months. Um My desk isn't here. You know, I have things that need to be set up. You know, curtains need to be hung to make it feel. Because this book is a little bit more luxury because we are in a healed space. So even though there are things in there that hurt me, it's not, these are not the things in this book that really shaped me, right? My first book was what really where that pain came from and why I, I ended up. I just shut things down. I I will literally just leave the face of the earth and never speak to people again. That's just because in an abusive relationship, I had gotten beat up in a club, and this person, like, picked me up, brought me to my then apartment, and, you know, kind of nursed me back to health over the course of 
seemed like about two months, right? So I saw this person, you know, three or four times, um, never, you know, nothing like that, nice-looking cat. I remember everything about this person, remember his name, even put his name in the actual book. So I come to realize in my mind that the person that is actually my partner right now is actually the same fucking person. Ain't that some shit, right? So I'm in a situation where I know that this is this person, right? And I think on some level he knows, but it's just with age and things like that that you just don't remember. You have so many other experiences that you have experienced in life or people that you've run into or, you know, just scenarios that you vaguely remember things. And then I do this thing where I hurt my own fucking feelings because I'd rather hurt my feelings than to let any other mortal hurt them. And so I did this thing to myself this just past week where I said, you know what, I know it's him, and if it's not him, then I need to find who it is. But I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's him. Mannerisms the same, you know, not some type of rapey individual genuinely, you know, was trying to help me, wasn't trying to fuck on me or anything at the time. And, um, but there was intimate moment where I felt very close to this person. I felt very thankful for this person. And I always wanted to tell that person thank you because there's a chapter in the book where I call, it's called A is for Abuse. And I end up having to leave that apartment quite abruptly because the person that I was actually running from, that I, that he quote unquote saved me from, um, found out where I lived. Subsequently, I took one last L. Um, This was the portion in the book where y'all were outraged at my friends, at my cousin, and all this other shit because I got some cracked ribs, a broken nose, broken shin, behind the fact that I was lured into my cousin's house, didn't know that the person that I was running from was there. He accused me of sleeping with the person that I'm currently in partnership with now, business-wise, and I end up getting the fuck beat out of me for about seven street for three blocks down the street, middle of the summer, just like it was bad. It was really bad. And it put me in a position where I was almost really like almost paralyzed. And then I ended up having to leave the hospital and go and live with my mom. Um, Cause I couldn't return to work. I had to wait. And then after that, I just went back to New York city and went to school. Never saw this person again, never got to say goodbye, never, you know, so I imagine being a man, you go to some girl's house that you were not so much courting, but that you cared about enough, you know, to see how she was doing. Now, here's the thing. I did this thing where I hurt my feelings myself, and it's nothing to do with the man, because I said to myself, this was such an important thing to me, and maybe he doesn't remember because it wasn't important to him. Right, or you've had so many other experiences, maybe similar to that, that I was just kind of a blip in the radar. And he always says to me, like, I think I will remember if it was you. And and then another painful thing that I had to say to myself as a woman is that, not that I wasn't cute or any of that. The woman that I am today is definitely far more evolved and spectacular than the little girl that I was back then. When I was 19, 20 years old I looked like a little baby deer You know what I'm saying Standing on, you know, four legs 
okay? There was there was still an innocence about me back then. Not so much now. Now we, we, we demon-like these days. So I think that maybe he's not attributing me to being the same person because I'm so straightforward, sinister, and just have a vibe about me now that I didn't have when I was literally a fucking child. So I hurt my own feelings because I'm sitting here like, I remember everything about you, and you don't remember. And then he'll say little things, and I'm like, you know it's fucking you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, down to the the T, I could tell you what you were wearing, like everything. And so you have to come to the realization and I've done this to other people too, so I think this is just the universe's way of, if you're truly an empath, because that's another word that we really outplayed the last couple of years, an empath feels everything. And that doesn't mean just sorrow or joy. That means embarrassment. That means empath literally means I'm able to put myself in your shoes emotionally without leaving my skin. So some of you have come to me or my brothers or my sister with stories about me that I wouldn't know a fucking thing. I know I was there. I know that what you said I had on, I had on. But, again, that goes back to something that was such a big deal to you may not have been such a big deal to me. It's going to come true. So I had made a comment a couple months ago, and this has to do with the book, where I said that I would love to go back and talk to one of my abusers, the one that actually taught me the most, not the first guy, you know, the one when I was younger. This is one that I was engaged to when I got a little bit older, like fucking couple years. He was the person that I dated after this fucking tragic incident, and then this motherfucker is the one that ended up trying to kill me. This person is in jail, I think, serving a life sentence. He's never getting out. Okay, so, but he taught me a lot about the game. And when I say the game, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. He taught me a lot, like what it meant to be the first lady, what it meant to, you know, have to deal with somebody that might not come home at night and shit like that. So it's just a lot of the pimp shit, aside from my uncles and my father and my mother and my brothers, came from one of my significant others who subsequently went on to try to murder me, literally assassinate me, east side of Buffalo, abandoned building, shot, stabbed, all that. So, and after that, that shit just changed my whole life. I left this area and did not come back until 10 years ago, so I was gone about 20 years, something like that. And um, so I, I I didn't manifest. I literally mumbled, like, you know, I know that he's in jail. This is a couple months ago. I said, I know that he's in jail, but maybe if I send him a kind word just to let him know, like, not even so much I forgive you, because I actually, it's in the book where when I came home 10 years ago, we sat down, we had sushi, and I remember being so angry at him because he said something to me to the effect of, like, you were so young and so naive, you didn't know anything. And and at that point, I'm 21, 22 years old. I don't know shit. I ain't been with nobody. I've been with the same you know, two dudes my whole life, like, that's it. So I remember we were eating sushi, and I remember him saying to me, you know, if I would have known that you were going to turn out like this, he said I would have kept you. But I feel like I kind of pushed you away because I knew you weren't built for this. And I remember sitting at that table, when I talk about it in the book, I was so fucking enraged. Like, bitch, are you crazy? Like, (laughs) 
what? You fucking tortured me. Like, you know, but but I'm not the type of person that's, I don't feel like I was a victim. I feel like I was a volunteer because if a motherfucker hit you one time and you go back, not that you deserve what you get when you go back, but you knew what you was doing. You knew what he was capable of, and you chose to stay in that situation for whatever fucking reason. And I'm going to be honest with you, mine was financial. I was helping out my mom. I was making sure my brothers was okay. I'll take an ass whooping to make sure that everybody's bills was getting paid. And that's a fact. And that's a, that's a situation that a lot of young women, you know, like me, were in back then because we never had nothing. So it wasn't even that, like, anybody in my family was driving Lexuses and Benzes besides me. It was just that just trying to maintain you know, my 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 siblings all had the flyest sneakers and shit like that and this, this, and this, and this. Oh, he don't hit me that much. You know, that type of shit. We rationalize that shit. Now, you, please. <laughs> now, I don't think so. So let me tell y'all this crazy shit. So I was scrolling through because I have like 450 friend requests on my Facebook. And, again, my page is private. If something is public, that's because I made it that way. And I post. Heavy pretty much every day And I was scrolling Excuse me I was scrolling through Like people that have firm requests to me Because I remember seeing some names Because I don't never just accept somebody Automatically I got to cross reference who we fucking know Because Facebook is personal to me That's like my real page My family's on there You know what I mean Like my you know my aunts Like shit like that My brothers My sister My stepdad and I see this name, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, what? And I cannot fucking make this up. There's a member of Total, okay, who favors the dude that I used to date. And I actually snapshotted the motherfucking picture literally a couple weeks ago because I was going to send it to my homegirl because I was going to say, guess who this is, like joking. So I look at the name, and he's apparently not using his government name. And I said to myself, I know this motherfucker is not in prison. Orange murder suit and everything. Friend requesting me from motherfucking jail. Are you fucking kidding me? So now I'm like, see, bitch, the minute I say something, it comes true. That's why you got to be careful what you manifest. So fast forward to Saturday. Um, My partner told me Friday because I have this the rest of the shit in the house, little shit that needs to get taken care of because that's, that's the business place. That's where I go and handle business. And um place of solace, things are going to get done there. But I needed some tweaking. I was like, I need you to paint this. I need you to, you know, put this together and put that together and hang these and do this. So he tells me Friday that he's probably not going to be able to make it. I'm not thinking nothing of it because this is how he is, you know. Hmm. We have a nickname for him, but... The point of the matter is I said, well, we can say whatever we want, but when I really need him to come through for me, he does, except this time. So Saturday morning I wake up and I'm greeted with a text message that says, hey, I'm not going to be able to come and help you do all that stuff today. My body's not feeling right, you know what I'm saying, because he's athletic, whatever, And so I'm like, all right, no problem. I put the phone down, and I look at the date, April 25th. And I'm in the kitchen of my African-American Latin home, and I broke down a little bit. Because, again, I'm in healing, so 
I forgot. I'm not commemorating trauma. I'm not commemorating death. I'm not commemorating any of it. I got through my mom's birthday, which was the end of March, because um, then it was my mom's birthday, my brother's birthday, my other stepbrother's birthday, my son's birthday, my god sister's birthday, and then we go into the month of April, which is a very bad month for me. So I broke down a little bit. And again, I hurt my own feelings because I thought to myself, if I'm as connected with people as I think that I am, this person isn't actually as close to me as as, as I think or I would maybe want him to be because if he was, he would have known what April 25th was and would have known that's maybe not a day <laughs> that you want to cancel on this bitch because she might need you. Right, so it was better that he didn't come that day anyway, because I was kind of solemn and humble. And what's the most crazy shit of it all is I had some construction done in my mother's house that literally got finished the day before her death anniversary. So, on the day of my mom's death anniversary, I get an email from the occult, the occultist magazine. Very small online publication, but still, I had put in the universe that once this book was done, I didn't want to write longer stories anymore unless I was doing ghost rights, which start at $10,000 because of the research and everything involved. And I travel, so, you know, if you're in Atlanta, I go to Atlanta. If you're in Seattle, I go to Seattle. That's how it works. And um, I spent Saturday getting accolades. It was the weirdest shit, like, Saturday I get this email and then I get I'm I'm online and I'm scrolling And I see my fucking face And it's like you know please welcome Denise She's a new content creator for The Occultist Mag Online And um, if you guys are following me at Miss.d.scott you'll actually get the link to that It's kind of an underground magazine So it's really for quote unquote our kind Which means people that believe in spiritualism And you know pagan rituals And festivals and things like that So we have Beltane Coming up, which is May 1st Technically I could start celebrating right now But it's been raining out um, So it's just It's a festival that we actually did an article Called Beltane and Quarantine Where I talk about you know, Not paying attention to the things that you see on the internet You can use anything that I'm a, I'm a very ancient believer In ritualistic things So I'm a very old school person When it comes to uh, Celebrating things Ceremoniously we'll say Okay, so I don't believe that you have to have a black candle and this type of herb and spice. Motherfucker, go outside. It doesn't matter which phase of the fucking moon it is. Go outside, have your good intentions, wish well on people, and pray that you be healed from the inside out because that's that shadow work that I'm talking about. So I kind of was solemn on Saturday. I didn't get trash like I normally do. I wasn't at Kentucky Derby or on my way to Kentucky Derby. I wasn't in California. I wasn't anywhere. I wasn't doing anything to avoid it. I just sat in my space, cried a little bit. But I only cried because I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Everything was right there. So that same day I find out that I'm one of the the leading, you know, um, content creators for that magazine. The same day, you know, the day before, you know, they finished with the construction You know, so just a lot of good things that I know were nodding in my favor were happening. 
okay? I got deliveries that I needed to get delivered, just just crazy shit. The day this happened, what's funny is the day before, my brother was scheduling a time for us to do cocktails. He's like, hey, sis, I got some tequila. Mm. You know, what time can you come by tomorrow? He was, this was, he was saying this Friday, asking me when I was coming over on Saturday. I was like, okay, that's nice of him to, you know, ask me to come over for drinks because, you know, everybody has their own house. So I said, oh, okay, you could come over here, but I'll go over there, no problem. My girlfriend Kendra, or not Kendra, uh, Carolyn calls me, and she says, um, my girlfriend Carolyn calls me and says, uh, hey, girl, we're going to go, we're going to go and uh, go for a walk. We're going to go for a walk tomorrow. What time do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet of her, wanting to go for a walk on a Saturday. I'm thinking nothing of it because I honestly didn't fucking remember. So if you guys remember when I was in Houston, I had like a mini nervous breakdown and shit because it was the first time I went to go call my mom. She'd been gone seven years. And I didn't. it didn't even register to me, maybe because I was exhausted just working so much or whatever, that I couldn't call my mom. So the minute that you stop and you relax, that's why I'm constantly busy, because I'm trying to shelter myself from pain. In your childhood that you regret or maybe you, you know, you got to do the work. You know, there's there's reasons that we call it healing and we call it shadow work, and that's where I come in. You know, not everybody is a loving like bitch. I'm not. I don't believe that you love people past their fucked up shit. I don't believe that. I believe you're a fucked up person, and you're going to have to love yourself past that. And if I choose to fuck with you while you fucking up, really your time is limited. I don't believe that people wake up and they fucking change and they're one that has to go to sleep knowing that you took life <clears throat> and there's a there's a consequence for that you took life you might not be able to give life that's how it goes so i had a very humbling week for which i broke my own heart several times to avoid it being done by a human so i kind of felt better about the fact that my partner wasn't able to come and the funny thing is is that i wish that I could talk to him about certain shit, but I can't because not my nigga. Like, <laughs> that, that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's my partner. You know, I claim him like that. Like, you know, I don't see other people, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like I have to tell girls all the time, these niggas belong to the streets. And the minute that you start claiming shit that don't belong to you, you've already lost the race. Okay, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. So you want to go and do whatever it is you want to do. And like I tell these listen, I had to take my own advice this week too. You know, I did a comparison level alternative. Again, I hurt my own feelings this week about ten times. And I think it was just part of my process of healing. So I had to sit there and I had to break it down. And not personally about my situation, but let's just say. Y'all know if y'all go back on these shows enough. I was going back and forth to Tampa twice a month. At first, I was going every week. He was bringing me down every week. Then it was twice a week. Then it was once a month. I preempted that. I knew that was going to happen. And then at some point, he was like, if you don't bring your motherfucking ass down here, 
I'm going to fuck every bitch that I can, and ain't nothing you could do about it because you were supposed to be down here. We were supposed to be starting a family, doing this and that. And you know my stupid ass, I didn't go. He's still somewhere single with no kids, whatever, whatever. God bless him. But, you know, I have to sit there and say, okay, so if I got a guy that was paying for me to just come, chill with him, and we did normal. I mean, we did some extraordinary shit, you know having lobsters cut off the boat and shit like that and, you know, having them cook, you know. We did some extraordinary shit, but for the most part, the motherfucker really just wanted to be loved on. He really just, you know, same thing, the same thing all men want. They just want to be cuddled, cared after, cooked for, fucked, sucked. That, that's all they want. So, and and they want somebody that look nice doing it. I don't give a fuck when anybody says, oh, he loves me just the way I am, bitch, he shouldn't. Because if that's not the package that he fucking signed up for, get your shit together. Unless you was sick like me where I had a, I got a little extra weight on me because I was sick a few years back and it's hard getting this little 10 pounds off. The point of the matter is if I'm seeing somebody once and twice a month that lived in Florida, and this went on for years, and, I, and, and you can't get somebody to see you that lives 20 miles away, oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't care what kind of boss or what kind of, Savage you think you are You know and shout out to Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion They literally just dropped their shit the uh, Savage remix to Houston Gales On there I tried to get it on here Bitch I didn't have time but this I didn't really like the song Savage at first but now That Beyonce's on it's straight fire but Bitches that claim that they're a Savage that's really a whore trying to tell You that she's a whore because only A whore can go and fuck multiple niggas And not give a fuck about them And not give a fuck about how she looks or how she feels Because nobody likes dick that much You bitches are out here fucking up the game And I told you about the rules Listen you want to fuck one or two niggas Okay I get it But if you got to fuck two niggas to get one thing done them not that's, that's not your nigga Okay he belonged to the streets In addition to that You know if the dude that you fuck with Is unreliable You can't count on him for shit You know you got to look at it and say I mean is this something that I want to continue with But what can I count on the motherfucker to do so if you only getting dick down once every two months, that's not your nigga. He belongs to the streets. That's that's everybody else nigga. That's somebody else nigga. Okay? If you fuck with a bitch that don't see you and you can't come to her house and all this other shit, that is not your bitch. That bitch belongs to the streets. So y'all could fall in love, y'all could do whatever, but until people come to the circle and say, listen, this is what the fuck I, I expect from you and I want you are fucking single. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I don't give a fuck what I said. I don't care. Okay? Now, out of respect, I don't do certain shit, but it's just it's getting real fucking hard right now. Because just like just like a, a flower, right, you don't expect that you take your flowers, unless it's a fucking cactus, some dry shit, and leave it outside. You don't water it. You don't talk to it. You don't see it. You don't play it no music. You don't bring it no special soil or gifts. Nothing. You don't feed it at all. You barely speak to it every day because, you know, you're supposed to be talking to plants anyway, okay? You can't expect something like that to grow. You're killing it, okay? And you see this plant all the time. So I have to tell a lot of girls during this quarantine, like, you know, mine came through in the beginning and was like, you know, you need anything, you're good. Every day, every day, every day, you need it. I'm like, no, I'm not good. You know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But then there comes a certain point where I have to remember who the fuck I am and say, okay, bitch, wait a minute, okay?
okay? And this is this is no shade. I'm just I'm on here telling the truth because it's what the fuck I do. Because somebody is out here going through the same exact shit, if not worse, that I've been through or gone through. And because um, sometimes I talk about shit that I might not necessarily be going through right now, but I got to thinking. If I get on a plane and a motherfucker was making it clear that he wanted to see me, whatever, whatever, and he lived 2,000 miles away and you can't get somebody that lives around the corner or lives 20, 30 minutes from you to come see you, that motherfucker don't like you. He don't love you. He don't fuck with you. Right? And as a rule, because I'm a woman, I hurt my feelings again, I literally squeeze all the love out of me that I can until I don't have anything left. So I get real, like, gushy and clingy, like, right before it's over. Because I'm, I, I don't want any excuse. I don't want to hear you didn't know. I have voiced my, my thoughts, my concerns once. Now, let me tell you, easier thing would have been to do. Instead of pulling away from a bitch, okay, let a bitch know, listen, bitch, you know what time it is. You know I don't fuck with you. Like, say it, because a bitch will respect you more for that. Look, I fuck with other bitches. You're not the only bitch I fuck with. Say that. Bitch will be mad for 20 minutes, and then she's going to still fuck with you. If you bring a say, if you're a bum-ass nigga, you're done. It's over. But the point of the matter is, if you bring a little money to the table, a little bit of dick to the table, whatever, she might sit and deal with that. I don't have to do that. No, no, no. I don't, I don't have to. To fuck with anybody So You know If a motherfucker sat you down And I don't give a fuck What he told you in the beginning Shit changes every day Okay If a motherfucker sat you down And said look You know this quarantine is fucked up I'm not gonna be able to Cause you know this, My schedule is fucked up The bitches The other bitches that I fuck with They schedule fucked up You not a, It sounds so much Better to yourself Ladies When you say the reason that a nigga can't come see me is because I am not a priority. Say that to yourself three times in the mirror and see don't you be crying by the end. Because that's really the truth of it. That's what we're here for. We're here to tell each other the truth. You don't think I have to look in the mirror and say that shit to myself at times? This nigga don't fuck with you the way you fuck with him. You got to let him go. You got to give him back to the streets. That doesn't mean that you go fuck somebody, but that means that you, you keep your mind open. To somebody that's going to be able to be a little bit more accessible to you Maybe somebody that's a little bit more single than this nigga might be That's that's because y'all are being abused in these relationships By hanging on to niggas that don't give a fuck about you at all And I'm starting to see like even in my own situations Where the relationship went bad And me being the nurturer that I am I try to fix it And I'm not the one fucking pulling away bitch what type of fucking mental, mental motherfucking illness is that? I'm not the one pulling the fuck away. I'm not the one sucking dick and fucking other motherfuckers. That's that's not what I do. But when I leave, nigga, you'll ne- you have to explain that. You have to explain why I don't speak to you in public. You have to explain that everybody or somebody knew that you fucked with me and I don't claim your motherfucking act. That's the type of shit that I do. I have dated, you know, a lot of people. Dated, like went out with them or hung out, never sex. But if you piss me the fuck off or I see some weird shit I don't like, bitch, I'm not claiming you. I'm not claiming that I went to dinner with you one time. Fuck out of here. And don't even get me started with the online boyfriends. Mm. 
a lot of y'all don't understand the six degrees of separation. Be careful. You know, I know a lot of people. I know girls from age 15 to probably about 70 years old, okay? I know everybody, literally. And if I don't know them, I know their mama, I know their cousin, I know their auntie. It's, it's really a small, small world. Uh, be careful. bitch around on the side, okay, cool. You know that shit costs fucking money. Knock it the fuck off. You know what the fuck you supposed to be doing. And then y'all be mad as fuck when these little girls go and start fucking running their mouth to your bitch because you didn't fucking pay the piper that month. I don't give a fuck if it was just you sent her a your secrets. Don't ever think that you could do that. And ladies, don't ever threaten niggas with some shit that you know you ain't going to do. Because all he going to do is try to fight you. If you going to go tell on that nigga, just know she finna try to fight you, he finna try to fight you, and now whatever little bit of money you was getting from the nigga is gone. Because everything is all, oh, he going to still fuck with you. That's a fact. This is a fact. Niggas don't care. They will be right back with you two days later, but now there is a, a severance in your relationship. He knows he can't leave his phone around you. He ain't sleeping over. He ain't doing He ain't doing a lot of shit, okay? But you Negroes know that the minute that you stop doing what that little girl wants you to do or that young lady or that woman wants you to do, you open yourself up to be in fair game of a bitch telling your fucking business because she's hurt, because she's angry. That's emotional shit. I don't do that. I just won't fuck with you. And here's the, here's the kicker with me. I don't got to tell a nigga I don't fuck with him. Shit just start getting thin, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you can't come over here. I'm good, you know. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm good. I don't need you. Nah, I'm good. I don't need you to do that. And then before you know it, a motherfucker is showing up at your job and shit because he ain't heard from you or seen you, bitch. You got ghosts too. I'm just listen. This is the problem that I have with people saying like Denise, you don't let a man lead. I said that's absolutely false. I've been married. Of course I let a man lead. But where are you taking me? A lot of you motherfuckers like the idea of me, but you lack the maturity and the consistency to actually really have me. Because you start some shit out and you think I'm just so nice. Bitch, I am a fucking demon. I am not an angel, and if I am, I'm a dark angel. You don't want to fuck with me in the way that you have fucked with other bitches of a lesser species. You don't want to do that. you better off sitting me down as an adult, and I'm saying this to anybody, Grow the fuck up, man. Grow the fuck up and sit down and have a fucking conversation. Look, it's not you. You know, or guess what? It is you. But for the most part, if you preempt a bitch that really fucks with you, she's not going to care as long as she know what the fuck is going on. You ain't got to tell your business. You can sit a bitch down and be like, bitch, you know that the quarantine is fucked up. You know old girl ain't working right now. It's going to be real tight and hard for me to see you. But... If you can make it out my way, I'll put some gas in your in your thing and maybe we can sit down and share lunch or do a picnic or something. Do, do something light because I want to see you. I just can't right now. I'm on house arrest. Say that because I actually fucked with a nigga that was on house arrest, nigga. So if I fucked with a nigga that was on house arrest and he was still, I was still able to see him, there's literally no excuse. I'm telling you, I, listen, there was a man 
his wife had the corona. He's 80 years old. That motherfucker paid someone to borrow a bucket lift so that he could be lifted to say hello to his wife through a fucking window. Y'all motherfuckers is the most low fucking quality niggas I've ever met in my fucking life. And I'm not going to stop being Denise just because you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to say or do to me. You know, I oftentimes find myself telling people that I love them prematurely or telling people that I love them all the time because I'm so clear on how quickly life can go. You know, on April 25th that morning, my mom was up. She made pancakes for my son, chocolate chip to be exact, bacon, sent him off to school. Last words I said to my mom was, Mom, you, you up, you've been up all night, you vacuuming, go to sleep, Mom. Last words I said to my mother. It wasn't I love you, but it was go to sleep. You need to get some rest. She gave me a kiss. She said, okay, baby. She went went to sleep. We thought she would just sleep like she, she always do. She was gone. So you'll have to excuse me if I'm a little bit more verbal with my feelings because I know what it's like for somebody to get in a car and then they don't come home or somebody's supposed to meet you when they get fucking arrested and get locked up or somebody be so angry with you and then they fucking parents die. You see what I'm saying? I know what that's like. So it's not you that is just so fucking awesome and great. It's the fact that that's ingrained in me that this might be the last time I talk to this person. So I don't want the last thing I said or the last, you know, energy that we had to be bad, right? So I find myself, you know, I tell somebody I love them, and y'all know that's very difficult for me because I don't give a fuck about none of these hoes, right? But if I'm not getting the love back, Right, And this is very different from my father, who I told you, told my mom he loved her once. You know, again, you end up hurting your own feelings. Here's the rules. If you're telling a motherfucker you love him, and typically I don't say it first either, but if you're telling a motherfucker you love him and they're not saying it back, believe him. It's okay. Don't be mad at him. to lose faith in people, or just even when you're in the beginning dating stages, you know, I keep hearing in my mind, you got to be patient, you got to be patient, you got to be patient with people. You want people to be in love with you and be obsessed with you in 20 days. Absolutely, because that's in my lifetime what has happened. Oh, well, where are those relationships now? Shit, some of them lasted 5, 10 years, 12 years. So I'm not really in the business of wasting time fucking with people that are not going to reciprocate my energy which is one of the ways that I end up getting my feelings hurt all the time, internally, not publicly, but just internally. Right? So it's just like with a man. I would rather a man come to me and just say, look, you know I care about you, you know it's deep, you know feelings are developing, but you know that I have all this shit over here going on. I would love to see you, but my schedule does not permit me to do that. Boom, you just cleared the schedule for eight fucking weeks. But now here's the thing. Don't ask me what the fuck I'm doing, though. Don't ask me what the fuck I'm doing. Don't pop up at my house. Don't pop up at my mama's house. Don't do that. Because I'm letting you live. I'm letting you cheat in peace. (laughs) I'm letting you do whatever the fuck it is you do. Don't ask me no stupid-ass questions. And that's what it has to go back to, and I hate that. We, 
as adults don't take the time to date and we're not vulnerable with each other. You know, I got some good news today. And the person that you would have thought that I would have told the news to, I didn't because I didn't feel like we was connected in that way that I, I, I don't talk to you. I haven't talked to you. So why would I, you know, bombard you with my good news and motherfucker, I ain't seen you, I ain't talked to you, whatever, whatever. So I told the people that was closest to me that loved me to death that I finally got the call and the trademark is in. You know, we got to wait, you know, for the registration and shit, but it's done. I did some big girl shit. So within seven days, while motherfuckers is over here worrying about where this nigga at, where that motherfucker was at, bitch, I've been at work. You know, motherfucker can't get nothing done. Okay, that's cool. I'm used to people not doing what they said they was going to do. Perhaps not maybe you, but, you know, I'm used to that. So guess what I do? I make a phone call and I get shit done. Okay, but now, unfortunately, and this is one of the rules, if I have to do everything myself, whether it's a house, whether it's construction, whether it's a car, whether it's just rebuild everything, I have absolutely no use for you. You can't come hang out because you didn't build this. You can't reap off anything that I sold because you didn't build this. So I don't give a fuck whether you gave me money or not. You did not sit here You don't even know what the fuck I had to do to get all this shit done. Do you know how important it is, how important today was to me? It was very important. I'm on phone calls all fucking day long with my attorney and shit. I did some grown woman, big girl shit to secure my shit. So the person that I should have been able to call, I couldn't because I'm inundated with these fucking games and shit, like stupid shit. Motherfucker, you're grown. Speak up. You know, if you having some mental health issues, if you got some fucked up shit, you're better off just telling me the truth and being vulnerable with me so I could be vulnerable with you and we keep it pure. The minute, the second, the hour, the millisecond that I feel like you starting to play games and you texting motherfuckers back sporadic when you want to, bitch, you either on drugs, you have a mental health fucking condition, or you got me all the way fucked up and I can't engage in that. I get turned off so fucking easy, it doesn't even make sense. And the sex part, if a motherfucker ain't fucked with you this whole quarantine, just shut the pussy down. That nigga don't want you. And, again, these are things that I say to myself in the mirror three motherfucking times. Three times I say this shit to myself when the shit like this happens to me because I have to reassure myself this nigga can't hurt you no more than you're going to hurt yourself. And it's not that niggas lead you on or whatever, whatever, just because they tell you they love you. You can't believe nothing these niggas say. Just because a nigga give you some money, that don't mean shit. A motherfucker could have gave you 10 racks. How do you know that motherfucker don't have 10 million somewhere? Where that 10 racks with money to you might not be money to him. So you, you got to look at everything in fucking perspective. So some shit just gets to the point where it's just like, this is where I, what I call, and I talk about this in the book, the grandiose gesture. Like, what the fuck are you going to do when you, you know, even just with your friends, This happens in friendships, too, where you're at a disconnect. You know, if you're watching Insecure, you'll see that Issa and Molly are at a disconnect in their friendship because one is in a healing space and she's moving past shit, and the other one is trying to control shit. When you try to control shit, you lose it. And so that's why I told you, spirit keep telling me, just be patient, just be patient. And it's like, nah, I'll knock all this fucking shit over. And spirit's like, nope, nope, nope. 
You got to be patient. You got to let people do things at their own pace. You got to, yeah, but not at my expense and not at my embarrassment and not off the coast of fucking Bahrain from a goddamn jet that he was flying. So it's just like I just, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled, but we're not, we're not going to talk about that because I'm very blessed when it comes to jewels and, you know, watches shit like that. I, I'm blessed. I, I've been loved. But if a motherfucker can call me in wartime, this is, you know, some years back, just to say hello and say, hey, I'm, not, I'm, I'm on a mission. It's kind of a secret, but I'm not going to be home until next week. Okay, I'll see you next week. That's all I ask. You can't get some shit done? Just say, listen, I can't do And I don't got time for this shit. My hair damn near down to my booty. I don't give a fuck like I told you before. If that motherfucker don't want to fuck with you, I've had a nigga tell me he don't want to fuck me. I, on God, I've had it. Nope, I don't want to do it because da-da-da-da, cool, say no more. I'm not going to beg you because the shit that you don't want to do, so just like somebody tells you they don't want to fuck you, cool, there's a motherfucker that will literally eat my ass like a cupcake. In fact, will put me on a plane just so he could eat my ass. He don't even want to have sex. This is the shit that goes on in my DMs that we don't talk about because I'm single. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a man. I have a partner, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. But this is not shit that we talk about because that would be me being honest and me being vulnerable and me trying to let you know, like, nigga, you you really. And, and again, you don't want to punk somebody into fucking with you. They either fuck with you or they don't. But like I said, don't ever think, and, and you got to stop letting these motherfuckers think that, oh, she just, you know, she wouldn't do that bitch. You don't know what the fuck a bitch would do if she feels abandoned, if she feels a nigga don't give a fuck about her. And if she, you don't know what I would do. Riding high off this fucking information I got today, I'm excited, I'm proud of myself, and I can't share it with nobody? Man, listen. I'm literally, you know, up in this crib about to start answering text messages. That's all it takes. I ain't a cheater. That's not what I do. But I, I do try to stay faithful to what I said I would do. But ain't nothing. I don't. If I don't know what the fuck you're doing and you ain't expressed to me, I, I'm used to motherfuckers within a 90-day period coming to me and being like, listen, you know, I know this is going on, but I really don't want you fucking with nobody and for these reasons. I'm not fucking with nobody. I can't have these conversations with nigga, you know, with a motherfucker that I fuck with right now. So I just, I'm done talking. <laughs> so case Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. And there's nothing you can do. And so I think that when you surrender to the universe and just allow the universe to bring things to you or, or take things out of your way, you know, and it's not that you don't love people. It's just that you're just like, I'm just tired, you know, of trying and you're putting forth no effort. I'm not a dude. I'm not supposed to be courting you. You're supposed to be courting me, and I literally don't give a fuck about what your situation is. If you want to keep somebody in your life, you know what you're supposed to be doing. You're fucking old as fuck. You're grown. So all I've really learned this week is that people that fuck with you, people that fuck with me, they fuck with me, and they fuck with me hard. I could call them for anything, and they right there. Motherfuckers, I ain't never touched. You understand what I'm saying? Family, you know, they remember even when I forget. So sometimes we put too much stock in other people that we really 
shouldn't put no stock in them at all because we don't know them. Let's face it, you really don't get to know somebody until you've been with them, give or take, like a fucking year. And then they side effects start coming out. And I ask people, like, yo, when you going to let your demons come out? Because I think we should just do it in an enclosed space so that everybody's safe. Like, I want to see. I want to know what pisses you off. I want to know what's going to hurt your feelings. I want to talk to you at night with the candles burning. So if I can't do just those simple free things, the fuck you here for? Just bow out gracefully, have a conversation, and leave it at that. And it's not about being angry. Y'all bitches get angry at these niggas. You don't got to get angry at these motherfuckers. He's telling you who you are to him. If you ain't seen him, you are nothing to him. If he ain't fucked you since this pandemic hit, that is not your nigga. He belongs to the streets. And, again, I don't give a fuck who he got at home. There is somebody else that he's fucking with over you. And I'm not saying that because I'm crazy. I'm saying that because I know. I've been in this game a long motherfucking time. So, y'all, if I tell y'all something, I mean it. I'm glad that some of y'all are starting to follow my advice. I'm glad that some of y'all are um, starting to, you know, heal past a lot of the shit that's going on out here right now. You know, there was a time that, you know, I would have been fucked up, you know, just sitting in here crying mad because somebody don't want to fuck with me. You can't be mad at these hoes. They don't They don't even fuck with themselves. A lot of these people ain't stable enough to fuck with you. A lot of these people really just like the idea of you. They don't really fuck with you like that. So I'm thankful for the people that showed up and showed out for me this week. It was a hard week. But we toughed it out. We a magazine article writer. We got a trademark. We got, you know, some love from the family. We got some shouts out. You know, life is good. And anything that I ever tell you, if I have to tell you it's coming, it's already here. You know, if I say something, I mean it. These things happen. Yeah. If I ever said I'm never scared.
sign, Gerald, I'm sincere. This year I'm in here, I'll spell it out to make things clear. And meanwhile, you're in near, I've got a lane and I'm in gear. You people wonder who's next up, that conversation really ends here. You rappers just talk a bunch, stress me out, I chop a dutch. Weak rappers trying to bite the sound, but my style is a lot to munch. And I'm more like whiskey neat, and you're more like vodka punch. G's dope, you might blow up, think I know, I've got a hunch. On my side, it's thoughts in it, you try to stump it, it's all rent it. Sure dope, you got a bad chick, yeah, cool bro, we all get it. She wears a ring, can't do without it. You really think she stays true, I doubt it. Cause I am fucking your girlfriend and there's nothing you can do about it. 